It's the week of September 10th, and this is MASHCAST number 67. Cast. I'm Jared. I'm here with senior editor Rob Hill Williams. For you, Wednesday was the greatest day of your life because you got to listen to the Mashcast. For me, it was just Wednesday. That's great considering they'll hear this on Thursday. <laughs> That's why it's so great. I time traveled. We time traveled to give them information. <laughs> All right. If you say so. I'm just quoting partially one of the greatest movies ever made by being one of the worst movies ever made. Street uh, Fighter. Oh, they actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. I did. I, I, blocked, <laughs> I, I think I blocked it out. <laughs> I think I blocked it out. All right, but uh, also with us here we have uh, contributor Nick Zalinkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? And contributor Mikey Kenny. How do you follow that up? Like, <laughs> what? You just keep going. Oh, you just, okay. you just keep moving. Keep it moving. Just keep moving. Just keep going. Because <laughs> I'm just up. mind. I'm just mind fucked. I just don't even know what to even say. <laughs> do we need to stop and watch the Street Fighter movie? No. Yeah, wait. Look, we're all gonna <laughs> take a break and watch wait, it on are we, gonna, are we talking about the new one or are we talking about the older one? Well, no, The Legend of Chun-Li is not Street Fighter. It definitely okay, is let's, not. Let's, get that, let's just get that out of the way. Because okay, I didn't watch... <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme doing flip kicks for flash kicks and shit. And Raul Julia turned over in his grave over how bad that movie was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not... We should, instead of doing a mash cast, we should just all get on Netflix and, and you know, pull that up and just and live and live chat it while we're like on Skype watching it. <laughs> Be great. Anyway, it won't. It won't. Please <laughs> don't so If you have the movie, press play now, and we'll be in sync with it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god! I can't believe how bad this is. And that started the downward spiral. That yeah, seems to have no end. That's true. A video game adaptation awfulness. Yeah, yeah but this is uh, what. And, and it just seems like how I forget about the Super Mario movie. Well, I, I don't even go down a rabbit hole now that we can't. Uh, <laughs> that was neither Super Mario nor a movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's one of those things where somebody had an idea and somebody had the rights to Mario. <laughs> and they just did it. They yeah. just There's did no it. There's no shame in that at all. There was just nothing. Yeah. It was, uh, let's, let's move on. <laughs> let's. What? <laughs> Rob, what have you been playing? Um, really, I've been playing Guild Wars. I can't even lie and say that I've really played much of anything else. I did finish Sleeping Dogs, um, which, you know, 
fucking fantastic. I love that game. Um, I, I mean, honestly, like that's that's about all I've had time for. Uh, Guild Wars is sucking up a lot of time. Next week it'll be Borderlands, but but for now, Guild Wars owns my heart and my PC. <laughs> okay, uh, what about you, Nick? Uh, he- Still Hero Academy and and that which should not be named. Gotta branch out, man. Dude, I've been playing a lot more of uh, I've been playing a lot more WoW lately. Getting ready for the expansion. It's uh, it's gonna be pretty good. It's like one of those things. Like I, I feel like you know how they have those things where, uh, you know, singles meet each other. Yeah. I feel like I should just feel like a room with like video game consoles and PCs, and they just have, have a whole that. bunch of games. Speed there. dating for video, but video game speed dating. <laughs> speed da- speed gaming. Speed gaming for Nick well, no, Sonic Kevin. Is speed Ooh, dating. Dude, no, I'm just. I gotta. I'm trying to get my rogue to 85. I already got my hunter. I gotta get my rogue. Oh, right. He's got him. <laughs> got to. It's got to. I gotta, get, gotta get my rogue. Gotta, gotta, gotta get my rogue. <laughs> gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Nah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, Mikey, what have you been playing? Uh, League of Legends again. Uh, a little bit of Guild Wars and some Persona 4 Arena, and I'm actually really excited because. Next this Friday, I'll finally be able to buy my 3DS XL, so I'll be uh, finally playing Kingdom Hearts 3D. Okay. And hopefully beat it before Borderlands 2 comes out, so that way I can play Borderlands. Apparently, good luck on that. Why? I've heard it's awful at the end. No, I've heard it's just an awful, awful last boss fight. Like it took my friend like two weeks to to summon up the the like just the mental fortitude to just sit there and play it over and over and over and over again until he finally and beat it. Yeah, okay, so good luck. Three D, I, I think. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to beat it in three days, like I did Kingdom Hearts two. I guess that's not gonna happen. Maybe you'll have better luck, but it, 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 and it was just the last boss. That was the only thing that was really awful about. It. <sighs> of course, it's always like the Kingdom Hearts trope of we have to have a seven stage boss battle. Yeah, it's just like I anime. Don't like that. It's like <laughs> it's just like anime. It's like well, Dragon no, Ball. It, it literally <laughs> is because it's like the the boss battle takes like four hours, and if you screw up, you have to start all over. Yeah, like, that, actually, that's one of the reasons it, it's like I still haven't finished Kingdom Hearts two. I'm like right there at the end, but I don't want to play the boss battle because I know it's fucking long. It's an easy boss. It's a, this Kingdom Hearts two's. Final boss is probably the easiest final boss out of all them all, though. Really? Yeah, actually, because even like, um, you know, birth, fucking birth by sleep, that was ridiculous. Which uh, one? The f- which final boss? Are we talking about the final final? Not the, not the final final. I'm talking even just the um. Terra's getting, was annoying. Yeah, just like Terra's, like oh, that was so annoying. Everybody else's was easy, but Terra's was just like grueling. Yeah, but even like uh, Chain of Memories, like the final boss is there. I wasn't too happy with that. Well, it's because uh, you had to basically card break him every time. If you didn't card break him, you were screwed. And then I remember just Ansem from the first one. That shit was annoying. Well, he was just long. Yeah. Like all of them yeah. are just really long. Like they're not like super difficult, but they're long. That's the thing. Like yeah, it's, like that's that's what they keeps me from from finishing it. I still I have it's in my PS2 right now. Sitting there, just waiting. <laughs> Sitting there, just waiting for me to beat it. You know. Uh, that's it. You got nothing else? No, that's pretty much it. That's all I got. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Now Jared has 20 games. He's gonna yep. lose. Yeah, here we Actually, go. Actually, <laughs> very, very few, very few games. Um, I really haven't had a lot of time to play. Uh, so I, I, I did play a little bit Counter Strike Go, but that's because we stream it every Thursday with, uh, with us Team CCI. So um, I did get to play that, and I think we'll put it on my unmentionables because I probably will be playing it weekly for a long time. But I did make an observation as, and I think it's. It's why things the way why things the way they are in the game. Um, one of the things I think that the developer was trying to do was make it so that you choose weapons based on the situation. Like, um, if you're gonna be gonna be if you're like a CT and you're gonna be protecting like an area that's close quarters, you have a much better advantage getting like an SMG rather than using like a full assault rifle. Or same thing if you're a terrorist. Like if you know you're gonna be rushing through an area with tight quarters. You probably want to get an SMG, not a full assault rifle. Which I'm like, okay, I can understand them wanting you to be situationally aware and choose your weapons based off of that so you can, you know, so that, you know, you actually use different weapons. But the reason they fucked it up is because the weapons aren't balanced. Like, there's, I, th- I, th- I talked about it before, there's no reason somebody at mid range should be killing me with a P90 so easily. Like, because literally, like, you, if I grab a P90 and I start like running and shooting, I will kill people. <laughs> like it's it's pretty bad, but um, that's the one thing I did realize about Counter Strike and why things the way they are. And I don't even know if they're even trying to fix things that make the game in balance. Because until that, the game is still it's still kind of a joke in terms of competition. But then again, that's one of the reasons I play because I can't take it seriously. Um, so there was that. I did play a little Guild Wars, and when I say a little, I mean like a little. I think I gained like two levels, two, three levels maybe, and I got a new pet. Um, you know what they didn't do a good job of as a ranger? Explaining to you that how to get a pet. Like I thought it was going to be like original thing, the original Guild Wars where you needed that a charm to get a pet. No, you just walk up to him and say hi. Exactly, yeah. You just got to hey, find... Hey, they're like, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to find the juvenile, like, um, yeah, there's all these animals. Yeah. yeah, and then I still need to find them all. I'm working then, on it. Yeah, you just you just find them and you go. I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay. a lot easier, a lot nicer, a lot easier, you know. But I uh, I was like, wow, I really wish they would explain that to me because I passed by so many juvenile pets, I didn't realize that they were green because I was supposed to go up to them and catch them. I didn't realize yeah. that. I wanted an owl so bad. Let me go find that owl. So I did play that. I, I finally did like the arena, um, the four v four arena, which is it's all right. I mean, it's it's, it's not bad. It's not. I don't have any complaints about it. Um, I did realize something. Like one of the reasons why I, th- I think I wasn't enjoying the game as much as maybe I could be, was because um, that system that they had in Guild Wars, like having that set amount of moves. Like, well, now you have more moves than you had before. Like. Actually, no. Do you still only have eight moves, or do you have nine moves now? I think it's like nine moves you have, technically speaking. Now. You have nine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, technically, it's ten, but your first one is kind of your auto attack. Yeah. Yeah. So you have like nine moves you can actually select. The reason why like the eight moves in Guild Wars worked was because you got to select all of your moves. Now you can really only select two or three. Like. It's not. It's. I think that's why I'm like. It, it doesn't really feel like I have all the options that I'm really looking for. Well, your moves are kind of limited to your weapon. 
but then you can swap between two different weapons, but you're still kind of limited in that aspect. And then you have your skills that you can set aside. But yeah, I kind of get what you mean. Because yeah. I've been using longbow, shortbow, and sometimes I'll use short sword with the, with the collar for the ranger. Right. And I go back and forth, but like just to make things interesting. But honestly, once I get a set of skills and I have a strategy, I've been doing the same. I've been using short bow, long bow with uh, my bear as a tank, and I've just been plowing through stuff. Right. Like, that was kind of the fun of like the previous one where you know you could swap moves in and out, and sometimes like the just the the, the simplest move may make big changes to your build and you know it, it, that was kind of exciting learning how to to do to use those builds and working them out properly and stuff like that but yeah it's it's whatever it is what it is um it's not gonna stop me from playing it. i just kind of that's, that's just something that i thought of when i was playing the game the game i did manage to play uh, I, actually I, I beat it um is mark of the ninja i got that on friday i beat it on sunday I believe the game was actually longer than I thought because I thought it was coming to the end, and then they were like, "Nope, this is not the end." I'm like, "Oh, okay," <laughs> and then you you keep going. It's That'd be long- great. Does it does it literally say like, "Nope, not the <laughs> no. end"? Keep playing. <laughs> you uh, think it's over? Nope. I would love for a game to do that because I I never you never know. Like sometimes I'm like, "Man, I feel like I'm like about halfway," and then you get there and you're like, "Okay, I think I'm about done," and it's like, "Nope, it's not done." It's like, "Well, that's." Fucking Christmas! Thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> like when I when I like when I when I actually got to that part and they, you know the thing the event happened, I was like, oh okay, that's pretty cool. And then actually that that it's I wouldn't call it the second half of the game, but like the stuff that comes after that introduce brand new gameplay aspects makes it, right. ma- it makes you change the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's they did a good job. The game is extremely dark. Like it is so dark. And like I I played it at PAX, and I think they make it darker. Than it was like it, it, it feels so much. It feels darker than it was. Um, the but I mean you need that for the shadows, you know, you know, so you can hide in the shadows. But the same, it, it kind of works both ways because now your enemies are shrouded in shadow too. So you can't just go busting into a room or just busting out of a vent. You know, you have to go. You have to check the vent out, see if somebody what's what's going on on the other side, and you know, you have to listen for footsteps. Well, technically speaking, you're not listening for footsteps, but you know, the ninjas listen for footsteps, and you can see the indicators in different parts. But the thing is, you don't know what type of unit it is. Uh, you don't know um, how far they're going to walk, all that stuff. You come across enemies that have night vision goggles, so even in the darkness, you know, you really... If they, you know, if they look up or down, they might be able to see you. The regular guards, for some reason, don't like using their flashlights. You know, they might think... I guess they think Weird. flashlights are for pussies. Well, yeah, like, oh, I'm fine out here. <laughs> yeah. Cute. Yeah, they're fucking ninjas. They ain't gonna do nothing to me. Like, you know, but I think that's like, it was kind of weird. But there are enemies that, you know, do it just like the ones with night vision goggles or the ones that, like, if you make a noise and they hear it, uh, they'll shoot a flare where they hear the noise and that can ruin your day sometimes. Because <laughs> um, it doesn't matter, it matter how much black you have on at that point, to be honest with you. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was, it was a really good game. Like, you could, you don't, you don't end up doing the same things over and over again. Like, you know, it, it does switch it up and the scenarios change and it really makes you think, you know, you could go through and try to kill everybody if you want to, but you get bonuses in each level if you don't kill anybody, which isn't the easiest thing to do. Like you get bonuses for 
not killing anybody, for not raising any alarms, and for distracting enemies. Also, you get bonus points for um, going undetected, so being in an area and having an enemy pass by you without knowing that you're there. So, And then as dark as the regular, like I guess the regular mode is, when you beat it, you get this thing called Game Plus or New Game Plus, which is even more difficult because um, whenever you make a sound, there's an indicator that shows how far that sound goes out. If that's gone. Your footstep indicator is gone. Um, what else is gone? Oh, yeah. You can't see behind you anymore. So you're shrouded in darkness behind you. It's oh, that's yeah. that's particular. I like that. That's particularly just to me. I like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it seems it's so simple, but I'm like that's insidious in a way. Like yeah. you're gonna you get fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So like you I'm, drop down off something like I'm good and get ganked in the back. <laughs> well, I'm I'm on my second playthrough now, and this playthrough I'm doing it with no kills, no kill playthrough. But luckily, I mean, once you go through the game, like, you get these different outfits. Like, now in Shanky, outfits didn't do anything. But in this one, they actually do. Like, you'll have one outfit that makes it so that nobody can hear your footsteps. But at the same time, you can't carry your weapon. Like, you can't carry your sword. So you can't attack anybody. Uh, You have another one where, you know, you have extra armor just in case they find you and they start shooting at you. That I call that the scrub suit. Because you shouldn't be getting found in the first place unless you're a scrub. But um, then you have another one where, um, you know, you get to carry maybe two attack items instead of one. Or you get another one where you get to attack, you know, maybe take two distraction items instead of one. And then you have one that actually allows you to teleport, pretty much. Which is a, is a pretty cool feature. So, um, actually one thing I'm really glad that they, they, they enhanced a little bit because it was a little different when I played it in PAX was the, the you can you can focus or pause time and almost kind of queue up your moves as to what you want to do now and so like doing that like so you can like throw three bamboo darts and then teleport somewhere else real quick so i, I killed the guard that way like i i hit him with a dart teleported somewhere else and as he was looking for me he walked over a trap and died you know that's the way the game was meant to be played that's how i did it so uh and that counts as a kill, because I mean, you didn't you didn't stab him, but you still yeah, killed still, him effectively. Yeah, it still counts as a kill. Yeah, actually, it's kind of funny when you can terrify guards too. So like, if two if you throw like a trap down right, and two guards are walking, and the first guard hits the trap, the second guard like freaks out. Um, you could do stuff like um, if you hang down from the ceiling, or it's not ceiling, but if you hang down from like a light, or or like a perch or something like that. And you can hang a guard. Like you put the you put the chain around the neck and you you string them up. When the, if a guard comes past and sees the other guard like strung up like that, they get terrified, and so like they start shaking and they shoot anything they see. So like um you know because it's dark. <laughs> um so like you know they'll shoot other guards and all that stuff for you. It's actually pretty cool. Pretty cool. But yeah, I had a good time with that game and you know. Um, I don't know. I tried out Clay's next. Did anybody try the beta for that Don't Starve? Did anybody hear about that? Wait, what? Don't Starve? <laughs> don't Starve is like their next game. It's like a survival game. Not a survival horror game. Just a survival game. Survival, yeah. Like an I Am Alive sort of thing. Not even. I mean, kind of. like It's like a survival RPG, I think. I haven't huh. tried it out, but I guess nobody here has tried it, so let's not even yeah. talk about it <laughs> for now until we actually talk about it. Until we actually play it. Um... Okay, let's uh, get into the topics. Rob, why don't you start us off? 
the Wii is dead. Long live the Wii, or so to speak. Um, that is the basic premise of this topic. Um, to well, no, I guess actually it would have been Sunday because Nintendo has a penchant for putting out games on Sunday. Uh, the last uh, announced Nintendo Wii game uh, was released, which was the Kirby 20th Anniversary, uh, the Dream Collection. So it basically that means that the Wii is done. Um, effectively speaking, because tomorrow at 10 o'clock uh, in the morning, Eastern time, uh, Nintendo is having an event in New York City to announce the, you know, announce the Wii U, more or less. Uh, supposedly it'll be pricing, dating, and that you can watch live. But uh, Steven Totillo on Kotaku basically eulogized the Wii, um, which is all people do when something, if somebody or something dies, they make it seem really maybe a little bit better than it was in life. <laughs> and that's, that's how I felt about it. Um, I, I specifically, he, he brings up good points. He says that, you know, it wasn't a bad system. It was a system that hit its peak in the middle of its life cycle rather than the end, like, uh, well, not peak, but saw most of its best games in the middle of its life cycle rather than the end, um, like a lot of other systems, you know, have done in the past. Um, he gives it credit for uh, like some of its pieces, the Wii's best ideas. Um, it popularized motion control gaming, and and it reminded society that simple games, uh, some of simple games like the likes that we hadn't really seen since Pac-Man and Tetris, were games that were capable of having the broadest appeal. Uh, it popularized avatars. Um, it was the first major console to clearly track its user stats, which. Is kind of, I guess, a caveat because he's specifically talking about um, it logged like the the names of the games and the time played and the number of sessions in it. But he he did say that you know the Xbox was doing achievements before that, so I guess it really depends on what you mean by tracking stats in a sense. Um, and he had also uh, he said he also gave a credit for popularizing digital sales to on a new console to play the old games of that of that you know of that developer or whoever or or publisher um i mean he's specifically saying that the idea that you would just digitally release something that was an old version of a game like their virtual console was a new idea and they helped popularize the you know bringing back something old on on the actual new system to play um and the device itself lit up when something important had happened to it, which also not sure about did the uh, revoke my card or whatever. But did the Wii or the 360 come out first? The 360, 360. came out. Okay, that makes me feel some kind of way about that maybe then too because the 360 red ring of death became a signal all on its own <laughs> like all you got to do is show somebody three red lights and they know what the hell happened to your thing so i don't necessarily know if that one's as true as he well, is what he's saying like for updates and stuff like that i mean right he's saying the red, the red messages ring, you have, and everything you have, yeah you have to try to turn it on <laughs> that's when you got it with the with the wii i mean technically speaking oh it feels off Right, if you had, off. yeah, if you had if it you done, had it's the standby, standby. Mm. then it would, you know, if you got a message or something the like that, the lights would change. Yeah, actually, I remember the first time that happened to me. Like I was, um, where I was living at the time, the Wii was in the room with me, 
Mm. And I don't know, like I was, I, I woke up at like three o'clock in the morning with this blue light, like wow, 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 just like going. I'm like, <laughs> like fucking hell, hell just like, warped in the room. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell is going on? I turn yeah, that, around, it's my fucking Wii. <laughs> yeah, that, that was awesome in a dark room because yeah, the same thing happened to me where the, you just come out and the whole room is blue and you're just like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> the aliens, man. Uh, it was the weed. It's awesome. Man. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Well, I I do remember that. But I'm sorry, Rob. Go ahead and continue. Yeah, that's fine. Um, he also talks about like it's you know the the great games on the Wii, the Metroid Prime, uh, Metroid Prime Three Corruption. Um, that was a good one. Yeah, the Trauma Team. Which I actually like. There was a couple on here. I was like, yeah, okay, they actually were pretty like pretty decent games. Um, Fire Trump- Emblem. Uh, actually, was Fire? I think he did have Fire. Yes, Fire Emblem was one of the Super Smash Brothers, Brawl, Wii Fit, um, Kirby's Epic Yarn, uh, Mad World. Like, I mean, like he's got like a, quite a few of the of the of the games listed. But uh, I guess my problem, and and I guess it's it, on on the whole, I kind of disagree. Like I, I do think it's kind of like that that thing where we're like, ah, oh, you know what? We look back on it with fond memories. But I mean, seriously, like, how many people do you know? How yourself? Uh, I mean, like, and I mean, that's only anecdotal to a certain extent. But I mean, like, you know, people that you know of people you know. You know, when's the last time you turned on your Wii for any fucking thing? Not just because like the the best games came out in the middle of its life cycle. You could still replay some of those games if you want. But like. How many people have even turned on their Wii in the last like year or two? Last... The only no, you go, Mikey. I was gonna say just the last time that me and my the my boyfriend last time we uh, turned it on was when Skyward Sword came out, and we didn't even finish Skyward Sword. Hmm. That was the last time. Actually, I know why I traded in my white Wii for a black one, and I turned it on once. <laughs> That's a bad awesome trade, trade there. Yeah. <laughs> good trade. Bad trade. Good trade. Good trade. I traded on one. I got like I only had to pay fifty dollars for the new Wii. I paid fifty bucks for it, and and, and fifty dollars, and it came with a game I did not have. What game was it? What game was, was it? it? Good, was it worth it? It was like the new Wii Sports. Oh, what the new? Oh, okay. Yeah, it All was right. like the new Wii Sports. I did not have that. So technically speaking, for the price of a game. I got a I got a new Wii too. I got a color swap, and it looks good in my cabinet. So I want to hear it. <laughs> and that's the important part. That's the it important. Looks good. Hey, I was like, you know what? It's gonna match my PS3 now, because my PS3 <laughs> was in the same cabinet. <laughs> and my, I, that's why. I mean, yeah. Wow, you God, I was. Black 362. Actually, I, I, I do have what fits though, because I don't I don't see how it matches everything in your cabinet because your Wii is technically probably gray now. With all the dust that's on it. <laughs> uh, you know what? I keep it pretty clean around here, Rob. <laughs> I keep it pretty clean, you know? You know, the dust bunnies, not so much. I, I do have a lot of black stuff here, so, you know, I can't I can't, can't have people over and, like, you know, they're, like, you know, doing, like, you know, finger art on my TV. <laughs> I'm know? saying everything else is clean. You use it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just, 
I, I really have a tough time really trying to, you know, I, I can appreciate, yes, that it had some good games on it. You know, it, 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 it had its moments, but I feel like its moments weren't even like in the middle of its life cycle. I feel like most of them were in the beginning. I mean, like the novelty of, of Wii Sports and, you know, having people over and, you know, instead of... I don't know, playing a different system or watching a movie or something. It's like you're drinking and playing Wii Sports. I mean, like how often did that? I mean, like that happened so much when the Wii came out, and like in the in, in the year or two, uh, you know, when it came out, Super Smash Brothers Brawl was like my absolute jam. But I mean, there's only I don't know. There's only so much. I mean, Twilight Princess was like you know. It was. I mean, it was. It was a Zelda game. It was good, but I mean, technically, you could have played it on GameCube. You know, like. I, and played it technically in the correct orientation, <laughs> in the left-handed link. Yeah, <laughs> like. yeah, but he's not wrong on anything that he says. I think if anything, his pro- <laughs> his problem is that he's maybe two years too late. I think the argument you could be the weed died two years ago, and it's been on That's... life support since then. And they, today they just finally pulled the plug. It's it. I I, and I think if he had done this two years ago, I think you know maybe at least he'd get a warmer reception from you. And but none of his points would change. I mean, okay, maybe there's one or two games that he doesn't get to mention, but every everything's true. The Wii the Wii peaked very early, and then it it coasted. It it uh, and I I I almost say that doesn't bode well for the Wii U. That uh, the way Nintendo seems to be going with this. Well. The one thing I think the Wii U will be fine just because it'll be a new Nintendo console that everyone will buy. To be honest, because I mean, it's the only it's the only console where you're gonna find the Nintendo first party stuff. And if you look at his great game list, I think only two of them are not on his top. So only two of them are not Nintendo based. So. I don't know. I think the Wii U is gonna have the same reception that the act that the Wii did. Like where, like I mean, it was so easy to get a Wii. Like those first couple of weeks when You're it came kidding. out, it was so, the first couple of weeks. It was the like, first couple of weeks when he got to Christmas. It was a different story. Yeah. Like, okay. It, it's not like a PS3 and an Xbox where that from the day it comes out through the holidays you're having trouble. No. Yeah, the Wii came out, surprised people. People caught wind of it, and then by Christmas you couldn't. You yep. had to kill your. Yep. You know, you had to kill half your family in order to get one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And sacrifice them on an altar of blood in the middle of, you know, Target or whatever <laughs> to have them deliver a, a weed to you. Yeah, you know, all while saying, one of us, one of us. <laughs> you know, I just, I'll tell y'all after this, there's some, I just thought of this, this is really depressing. I'll think, I'll tell y'all later though. Oh, okay. Well, it's. That, the, the fans are like, what the fuck, Mikey? <laughs> well, it's it's personal. Oh, okay, fine. We'll talk about it after. You might as well just ask a question and then not answer it. Yeah. <laughs> you mean ask it, not answer it, but ask it. Yeah, just uh, ask it. That's it. You people, you people. Um, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I guess I essentially agree with you, Nick. Like that. I mean, that's, and that, I guess maybe that is my problem. Maybe it's like none of his, I don't disagree with, you know, most of his points that he makes about the Wii, but that you could have done this two years ago, maybe even a year before that, you know, like, I mean, and that's, and now you're looking that you literally are halfway through its life cycle. Like, nothing changed about the Wii, like, after a certain point. And I don't even mean, like, it didn't change. Like, I mean, like, you know, they had peripherals and shit. And we, Nintendo always seems to have peripherals. But, 
I mean, like, fundamentally nothing. There was no game that came out and was a game changer. I mean, like, okay, Skyward Sword came out. It was, you know, the good Zelda game that everybody had wanted. Like, it wasn't a new or, di- you know, crazy different thing. No, but I, I think... It's a formula. But I, I think the problem with the Wii, though, is the, the console itself was the game changer. Wii Sports was the game changer because that was so different from anything that had come before it that it's almost... Once you've, done, once you've changed the paradigm in that fashion, it's almost hard to then reinvent it halfway through. And I, I don't I, think you need to reinvent, though. I think you just need to stay relevant. I don't know. I mean, like, I guess maybe that's the problem. Like, it think, just didn't stay relevant. Do you think that... I hate to compare it to the DS, but, like, the DS did the job that we could didn't with the touchscreen and the dual-screen functionality? Because everyone thought the sense. same. Because everyone thought that the DS was going to just... It, was yeah, a, it would be a gimmick, it. and it didn't last. Well, do you think... That Nintendo initially thought, well, we could make this Wii thing work because we got the DS to go. Yeah, yeah, in a sense, I don't think it was like that, but I do agree in a sense that maybe the the DS did the job that we couldn't by staying relevant, like its entire life cycle. So much so that it it maybe didn't push 3DS as hard as it, it could have when it came out, but that that's how hard like people held on to the DS, like they didn't want to let it go when the 3DS came out because I mean it was so ubiquitous. There were always games that came out for the DS. I mean, like, more so than the Wii. And that's kind of sad after a certain point. Well, that's because the developers got very friendly with the DS. Like, once. That's true. It was you know, what happened with that was that, you know, because in the beginning, the DS didn't have that many games. No, you I know? think. There was no reason I should have been playing My Spanish Teacher you know, <laughs> on my DS. Yeah. Well, you know? I, <laughs> I, think, I think with the DS, there was this aha moment with most developers. And I don't think the Wii had that aha moment. Well, you know what happens with the Nintendo? Almost with every console since they lost their crown, you know, with like, you know, I would say the 64, actually, yeah, they lost their crown during the 64 era, okay? And ever since then, with all the stuff that they're coming out with, they constantly have to show developers, like, here, this is what you can do. Because I remember, like, the, one of the problems with the GameCube was, well, one, Nintendo, they censored a lot of stuff they didn't want on the GameCube, first of all. But second of all, the fact, like, the, the, the fact that the, uh, the color, like, I forget what exactly what it was called, but they had an advanced, like, engine that rendered colors better rather than just plain old graphics. You know what I'm saying? And so they had to show, like, hey, this is what you can do with that. And then when they did, developers started making more games. And then with the DS, it was kind of like, nobody was making anything for it. And then, you know, once Nintendo showed, like, hey, you can make these type of games and people like these type of games, developers like, oh, okay, now I see what I can do, and then they did it. With the Wii, we never really got that. Like, you know, like, then it was still, the, like, the gimmick thing. Like, it was just the motion gaming was a gimmick for the most part. It was a very casual thing. And I don't know, like, Nintendo, they've always made great first-party titles, so it was almost natural, natural for them, for, you know, for them to go into the Wii and still be able to make great first-party titles. Uh, but it seems like just developers had a hard time doing that, and it didn't catch on with them. Even though Nintendo kind of showed them the way. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit of hand-holding there. I guess my only other problem, and we can move on, is that in the Wii, with all the shovelware that came out on the Wii, you got to see just how little the Nintendo seal of approval meant anymore. Also. Yeah, and, I think that that, and I think that that's... As something that like I, I don't think is necessarily disputable. I mean, like, it, they they would slap it on literally anything that would come out for the system. 
you know, during the Wii era because like it was popular and in a sense maybe that damaged it in a, a little bit because there was just so much shovelware, you know, how do you figure out what's even good when there's, you, you can walk into a store and it's like there's, there, there are 300 games on the Wii, but, you know, 10 of them are the good games that are on his list in this, you know, in the Farewell to the Wii, you know, article. So, I don't know, maybe that, maybe that hurt things in the long run, but either way, so long Wii. And... Yeah. Soon, hello Wii U. <laughs> Somebody's shedding a single tear for you. I Somebody is. Yeah. I'll, I'll, cry for it. I'll, I'll pour some out. <laughs> you pour one out on you. <laughs> I, I appreciate the, the fun first party games you gave me, and I really appreciate you complimenting my PS3. <laughs> Thank you for Brawl. Thank you for getting me through college with Smash Brothers. That's Thank you for it. yeah. Thank you for Super Smash Brothers. Well, and I, I guess always sports too. I mean, honestly, but, yeah, Smash uh, Brothers we, definitely. We bowling. I appreciate that when yeah, it see, first I, came I, out. When it first came out, like it's all my friends and me did was we bowl. That's what I'm saying. Like when it first came out, all the time. But you know, now it's you know on the on the better days, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if in the future we're going to see, I don't know, if somebody's going to, people are going to do strange things with their Wii's. But, you know. Yeah, you never know what people do. I, mean, like, I, I know, like, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking about it, I'm like, God damn it, I have to say it. <laughs> By what strange uh, things do you mean, Jared? Next to one over there. That's the word, that's a different podcast. You're saying you know the weird things they do, but yeah, I think that it might have like a, another life with modding and people doing homebrew stuff for it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Especially uh, as they completely dirt cheap, like twenty bucks. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, Nick, what do you have to for us today? This will be a quick one. Um, it's a little. I, I, I saw something and it, it kind of made me ask a question that uh, maybe we can answer here. Um, but uh, for Tekken Tag Tournament 2, uh, some DLC characters were found on the Xbox 360 disc. Uh, in particular, they found uh, Dr. Boskanovich, a uh, character unknown, uh, a skinny version of Bob, uh, Miharu, and uh, Sebastian and Violet. And uh, now we know uh, previously they've, uh, Namco has said that all the DLC characters are going to be free. So really all this is is just a case of people have found some characters on a game that are being held back uh, primarily in order to extend the life of the game. This way, you know, people don't get it and burn through it and then return it. You know, there's a reason for them to hold on to it for a while. What I don't understand is if when they release the game, they know people love to pour over these discs and, and find stuff on there. Why didn't they announce this ahead of time? I don't understand why – this is, you know, why this is news now. I feel like they they could have announced this earlier, or, uh, or even like right before. Like, oh, by the way, here's some of the DLC that's coming in, in a little bit. Well, I, I think Nam- maybe the surprise of like new characters is nice, even if they're already on the disc. The being surprised, especially when they're going to be free, yeah, I but, think is a good PR boost. Yeah, but the, but fundamentally, I guess. Why didn't they control the PR? Because now what happens is people found it, and then they made the announcement instead of Namco making the announcement. And you have to figure Namco knew people were going to find it because people always find it. That's what they do. So I, I guess that that's just what I don't understand. It's like why would you put the disc out there knowing there's stuff on there that people are going to find and not be like, oh, hey, kind of steal their thunder because it's almost like they're stealing Namco's thunder. Well, you know Maybe. what, what would have happened? But it's like, also free press. Yeah, that too. Either way. But the thing is like they, they obviously wanted those characters to be a surprise, right? 
So even if they did say, hey, we have some characters already on disc, we're just not going to name them now, somebody would have found them anyway. It's a lose-lose. Yeah. It's a lose-lose. Yeah. They should just be happy that they're free DLC. <laughs> no, yeah, well, seriously. Well, we don't... Like, Go we ahead. don't know that yet. They haven't officially announced it, but presumably that's that's the way it's heading. Oh, well, if they if they make that paid DLC, they will eat so much crow. Like, oh my yeah. god! After he went on and on about how characters are chess pieces and that they will not charge for DLC characters, yeah. If they turn their back on that now, oh man, oh the shitstorm that will brew over Tekken Tag. Oh, it's gonna be trouble. But if they stay free, it's not a problem. Like, it's not that big of a deal. It's when you yeah. charge for that crap is when you're going to enrage the beast. Yeah, known as the FGC. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> they get really pissy really easily. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> uh, uh, I love the FGC. A lot of, a lot of spirit there. There is. <laughs> a lot of different kinds of spirits. <laughs> yeah, you have you know that you know, we don't want the the free uh, well the the paid DLC on disc spirits, and you have the you know woman hating spirits and <laughs> just all types of people there. It's awesome. Yeah, that's all you got, Nick. Pretty much, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. So we answered your question. Yeah, that was this my a, question. Just a, uh, a brief tongue of what happened before the mash cast. <laughs> We're talking about topics, and Nick is like, "Yeah, I have a question about the Tekken Tag DLC." And me, Rob, and 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 Mikey are just sitting here, just silent, waiting for the question. And he never asks it. <laughs> He's like, "Oh no, I'm asking on the podcast." Like, thanks, Nick. You could have let us know. There you go. Okay. The only uh, the only thing is I have to say about uh, is. Do you think that they did this to for press, or do you think that it was legitimately just oops, someone found it? I I, I mean, I don't think there's an oops, someone found it. I mean, people go look for it. I I think that you know there are people that are going to look for it, but I think that either way it goes, considering they already covered their back saying the the DLC characters are going to be free, that. If you, you you put it on disc to hide it and you don't announce all the characters that you're releasing in DLC to let people kind of like have a surprise or for you to have like a PR like you know slow PR drip afterwards to say like then this is the next character and like get people excited again that you know that's a good if that happens and then if somebody does get on the disc and they find all these characters and then it gets in the press and stuff like that people get more excited because they know those characters will be free and it's also free press like I think that either way it shakes out like they win so it's not the same thing as you know hiding characters on there for Marvel vs. Capcom and then having a shitstorm erupt over it or or Street Fighter across Tekken or you know any of the other games because you have to pay for those. So anything you find on there is only going to make you mad because it's something that's on your disc that's locked behind a paywall. Where in Tekken Tag Tournament, it's basically locked behind a time wall, which I think so, is a lot more reasonable to most people. Yeah. So do you do you think how do you feel about basically then accepting that publishers are going to make stuff and then save it for later, even though it's already done. Do you think it's bad that we've kind of already accepted this as a norm? I think you accept it anytime you buy a game, honestly. I mean, like, if, if that's, that's what it comes down to, then you don't buy the game. So I don't think you have to accept it. But I think if you 
are going to, you know, say bye Tekken Tag Tournament or something, then yes, in a way you're implicitly like serving that cause. But at least when you're buying Tekken Tag Tournament versus, you know, Street Fighter X Tekken, you're doing it to knowing that you're getting something for free because the promise has already been made to you versus buying something in good faith and then getting crapped on for it. Yeah. No, I agree it's better. I'm not saying that. I just but I, I, in a way, yes, I think that there's an, a certain resignation to it, yes, and the in the gaming community period. But I I don't think it has to be, but I mean that's people are so easily swayed to buy something even if they know they're going to get, you know, hosed. Yeah, hosed in doing so. I mean, it's it's a story you see over and over again. I mean, how many people were mad about Street Fighter Cross Tekken and are going to buy the next game that Capcom puts out anyway? You know, well, stuff like Street that. Street Fighter Five, I'll end up buying it. I won't lie. Street See. Fighter's fun. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly what we're talking about, though. It's, yeah, it's I know. Very that's... easily swayed because it's something that we want, even if we don't get everything that we want from it. So it's Damn. the choice we make, basically. See, I don't think it's so bad. I don't think the act of a developer making something, and then, um, you know, and then you know, saving it for later. I don't think that's necessarily a bad hey, thing. Oh, that's the problem. Exactly. I, I, that's why, like, to me, when I saw this, I'm like, there might, there might be people out there who are actually mad about this. They might be mad that these characters are on the disc. I'm not. They're free. It means I have to wait, but it means I have something to look forward to, and there's plenty of game already, or plenty of characters already. Yeah, that game exactly. has so many characters already. But this is the exception, and that's the but, problem. But what if a developer said, though, okay, we've got these characters, they're on the disc, and we're going to release them in six weeks for free, or you can pay $5 per character at launch and have them for those six weeks? That is your choice. That's, that's a terrible that's purchase, but would people be upset choice. about that? That's yes, your choice. they get upset be- about <laughs> Yeah, people I, will be I, upset I, about that, I, but I think unjustly so. That's true, because you, uh, you are doing it on your of your own free will, knowing that you'll get them for free later. That's true. And not just that, it's that would hose day one tournaments, because they'd have to ban those DLC characters anyway. Because if not everyone has access to those characters, they're banned from tournaments. True. Right, so well, I mean, I that's not, I mean... But that's not their concern when they're releasing That's not their concern, but, like, I... As I'm just saying, in a, in a tournament aspect, that would suck. You're looking at it from the FGC standpoint. Well, I mean, if you're going to participate in a tournament, you need to look at the rules. You need to say, hey, they, 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 they need to tell you from the start, which I would think any tournament, anybody who's running a tournament will say from the start, these characters are banned. Yeah. That's not, it's not like something unheard of. You know what I'm saying? These characters aren't available to everybody, so therefore, no go on in the tournament. Okay, no problem. I don't see a problem with that. Personally, I, I don't. I mean, like, as long as everybody has access to the characters that can that they can use, I don't see a problem with banning characters that does, everybody doesn't have access to. Right, no, that's, that's that's fairly normal. I, I think that the the problem is that Tekken Tag Tournament is the exception to every DLC rule right now. I mean, uh, like, you they can put you know DLC characters on a disc and not make anybody mad because the characters are free. You don't get them right away, but I I think anybody. Anybody who buys something is is more willing to wait for that and then wait for have to wait for something and also have to pay for it. Right. Yeah. You've already bought it. Right. So I think that that's that's the problem. In this case, I no issues. If everybody wanted to do their DLC like this and kind of drip feed to keep you playing it, I would. I don't. I mean, it could it could set up dangerous precedent, but we're already there. So I mean, I I'm, I could accept this. 
Yeah. Actually, what Nick said, I think that's a great idea. You know, if Giving you want like the, the, the option early I mean, unlock sort of. Yeah. If you, you want to pay for it now, hey, you got it. If not kind of reverse the yeah, kind of the reverse pre order. Well you know, wait six weeks and it's free anyway. What what I'd like to see is they start off at like, you know, like ten dollars per character and the price just continually drops until it hits zero. And I'd like to see at what point they get the most sales. That will be interesting. I think Nick Zelenkevich is onto something. You know, but yeah. you also think though that they have to pay to update like don't they have to pay to update the PSN stuff and all that kind of junk? Yeah, them and Microsoft. So, yeah, any of them, yeah. I don't know what the exact number is for PSN, but they, they have to pay for either one. Well, how yeah. update, how it, much of an update are you doing if it's all on the disc, though? Yeah, well, man. you got to change oh, the pricing on the Xbox and PS. That's why I'm... I'm oh, counter- I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah. I'm counteracting your Those updates are, are not the same as development updates, though. Yeah, it's oh, not okay. the same as adding a patch to a game. I mean, you patch a game frequently anyway when it's a fighting game, but uh, yeah. yeah, not the same thing as changing your... Messing with the price on the store and stuff. Exactly. So, okay. Um, so I guess we'll just roll into my stuff from there because <laughs> I don't think I. I think Nick was out of words a long time ago. I I, I was. That is true. He had one good question. You know. I did. Now, look at you spawning a conversation. Wait a Damn! Go, I Nick. hate when that happens. I'll try <laughs> to keep it under control next time. Uh, got two things here. Um, one is regarding the the Steam big picture. Has anybody tried that out? Yeah, I played with it, but I what turned did, it back. Right. <laughs> well, what did you think when you when you tried it out? Well, I have an actual TV for my monitor, so when I tried it, and I was like, "Well, if I had a controller and I was playing, and I wanted to play a platformer, I mean, this would be fine." But the problem is, I'm on mouse and keyboard already. All I have to do is move over to it, click it, and I'm already there, and I can I can plug in a controller. I mean, right now, I feel like. It's not needed, I would say, for people like me. But, like, I could see if you wanted to dedicate a computer, like, if you wanted to dedicate a computer to your TV in the living room to run Steam so you could play, like, games that don't require a mouse and keyboard. Yeah, I could see that, but that's a very limited field. Well, yeah, I mean, I think actually the article that's going to be in the show notes is from Penny Arcade Report. And- even Ben was saying that it's a it's a very right now big picture will reach it's it's for a very small market. Number one is for people who use their PCs on their televisions. Number two, it's for people who for the most part it's for people who want to use controllers. And if that's the case, you might as well just buy a console. You know, because not every, most people don't have a setup that allows them to use their their computer or hook their computer up to their On, TV. To be honest, though, with it, I was, like, my, maneuvering around with it, I was like, if this was on a console, this would be freaking awesome. Like, that's that I kept thinking. Oh, as far that. as the interface and stuff? Yeah. I mean, the stuff I've seen yeah. for the interface is very nice. Yeah, but, like, I was uh, like... Yeah. Well, the interface is lovely. That doesn't necessarily if, mean usability what, as far as what, why you would use it. Right. Yeah, but, like, like if... For some reason, like if they drop that on the PS3 to access Portal 2 or something like that, or I don't know, whatever, if, you know. Right, the integration. Whatever, you know, if they integrated that into the PlayStation 3 so you could access Steam to the PS3 or something like that, I don't know, whatever. But that would, that interface was like awesome for controller and I could see it on a console very easily. It was easy to 
maneuver through and everything, and it looked good on my TV, but yeah. I was like, I don't need this for my PC. Yeah, for PC, it's kind of like it's a bit of a hag, you know? Yeah, yeah because like, they, it's not needed. You you use the PC stuff more efficiently the way it was, but that's it, it is very clear. Like this is built for, well, obviously it's built for a TV, but also built for a controller. Like that, um, the typing interface with the controller. Oh my god, it's awesome! It's incredible. Like it shits on the Xbox. Shits on it. It shits on. Yeah, shits I on saw everything. that. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, that that's amazing. Like that, that lotus flower is. I'm like, did I hope they did copyright that? Yeah, dude, like <laughs> that would be awesome. Like that because that's yeah, it's something people are gonna be stealing. If you put your Steam box, which is inevitable, and I'm gonna get into that, but if you put your Steam box in the same corridor with your Xbox, you will have the first brown Xbox. <laughs> I swear to God, because they like it is that interface. Isn't well, it was that for control a controller is very very good. Um, did you try the web browsing? Yeah, I tried the web but browsing. The controller it actually did not. It, it suck. Actually, it didn't suck. It didn't suck. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Like it's it's so controller centric, and that's why I think like you know the Steam box is inevitable because, I mean, they honestly come on like they wouldn't go through this much trouble to put this together, right? Just so people who use their PCs on their televisions, you know, uh, so they can use that. Because it's a very small market. I mean, most people, especially if you have a gaming PC, those things aren't really quiet. No. You know? <laughs> I mean, shit, my Xbox is too loud for me sometimes. You know? The PS3 is actually the quiet, I was probably the quietest console. That, oh no, the Wii is the quietest console because it doesn't get turned on. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like that's like my Xbox is sometimes too loud for me, and my my computer is is like you know is even louder than that, especially when you're playing games. You know, the only reason like I really don't hear it when I'm playing games because I have a he- my headphones on. So it's just uh, it, it, you can't tell me Valve is doing that just for people who put their computers on their on their TVs. I, I they they're hiring people. To you know, you know, to do hardware, it's inevitable that Steam Box is happening. You I know, hope so. Steam Box is happening, and when that happens, when that happens, especially with so many developers right now, um, opening up the PC gaming, uh, ports are coming over, and they they're not crap. You know, like yeah. for example, Ghost Recon. Right, this is the first Ghost Recon. Uh, Ghost Recon Future Soldier. This is the first Ghost Recon that has ported over in the last five years that wasn't completely garbage on PC. It had all the same bugs as the the, the console version does, which is actually a step up. We got these bugs. Yeah, we, got, we got the console bugs, and that, that was oh. it. How was did anyone play Dark Souls on the PC version compared to the console version? Mm-mm, I haven't. I didn't either. I thought I heard it was it wasn't bad. I heard it was a pretty decent port from what I heard. Yeah, but like so many like I, I know people who play Sleeping Dogs on their PC and they're like, no, nah, it's great. It's not a problem. And that's the thing. Like that shows that developers are starting to take the PC seriously again. So. If Valve strikes at the right time with this, or not, they don't even have to come out with it before the next generation of consoles. But if they can put, if they can show some like, hey, this is what we're working on, this is the hardware that we're kind of working with here, 
and they show that to developers and just keep that in their mind, that is a, that's that is something that I think Microsoft and Sony should be watching out for. Because I can guarantee you that Steam box is going to have expansion slots. Yeah, but isn't one of the reasons why the PC gaming is becoming so prevalent again is because the consoles are at the end of their life cycle, so it's it's a lot easier to port games over when you've got a much more powerful system that you're going to. Uh, if we've got new consoles coming out in the next year or two that I'm presuming will be a lot closer in, in power to what PCs at the time will be as opposed to what we've got now, are, are we still going to see the focus on PC ports, or are we kind of going to go back to where there's a bit of a it's a bit of a procedure in order to get them migrated over? Just because, I, just because. Well, you, you want to go ahead, Rob? I'll let you go. Okay, uh, I just I, I think that it's going to continue to be relevant because they realize that it is steady. That you, it's ne- you're never going to have a, a, a moment in time when PC is just outdated. Like PC is always going to be relevant, and it may not be your biggest revenue stream, even you know when new systems come out. But that you still need to pay attention to it. You need to do better than that they than, than what they've been doing, basically. Right. I, I don't think it's going to supplant, but it definitely they. I think they they've realized that maybe some of the errors in their ways. I mean, you're seeing people drop DRM. You're seeing people do better ports. So maybe it's a sign. And. Just because like the consoles are older now doesn't mean that it's any easier for them to port over the PC. You still have to deal with the different, you know, the difference in hardware sets, the difference in coding, and now there's a lot of. I think the difference is now. Well, one of the differences is that now there's so many engines or so many platforms that can run on multiple devices and make it easier for people to bring stuff over from one platform to the next. You know, like look at XNA. XNA will go from your Windows PC to your Xbox to your mobile phone, you know, and that's just Microsoft. We're not even talking about like what, what type of how you can port with the Cry Engine or how you can port with the Unreal Engine, all which support multiple platforms. You know, it's not. Don't get me wrong. It's not like you know they say okay, make a PS3 version and it just does it. <laughs> there's still there's still a lot of work to it, but I think it's it's definitely easier than it was before. So I don't think it's going to be as bad as it was before, but. Like I said, it's all about timing. Like, if Valve puts this into the air, like, hey, we're gonna, we're, we're, we're coming out with some shit, and this is what it, it's gonna be, and they show that to the right people, you know, they will keep that in mind, and then from there, all you have, all you need is that base, that that install base to grow. Like, how many people are gonna buy a Steam box just because it's Valve? I'm one of them. They can release Absolutely. day one. They can release Absolutely. day one. But like, oops. We forgot to make it so that you could play your Steam games on the Steam box. I'm like, I don't care. I'll browse the internet. Yeah, like I'm, I know that you'll <laughs> fix it. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, there's there is there is that too. I mean, like Valve has built themselves a tremendous reputation, so that goes a long way with a lot of people, me included. To like, yeah, I'll I'll buy it. <laughs> Doesn't I'll matter. Buy it. Yeah. I think everyone in here would buy it. I don't I... think that's a question. Oh. Well, Do we have a non-believer? It, it, yeah, not a non-believer, no, but if these games are available on Steam, I mean, they're, they're not going to have games that are just Steam Box exclusive. Effectively, you're saying they're taking the PC ports and they'll be available on your Steam Box. Because well, whatever you buy if that's on the Steam. case, hmm? whatever you buy on Steam, I would imagine. Yeah, so in that case, why why do I need a Steam Box if right now I can plug my PC into my TV with an HDMI cable and play everything that I have on Steam on my TV because it's inconvenient as fuck. Yes, yep. <laughs> not not for me. I have a laptop. I'm using it out there. It's anyway. for you though, but for okay. you so, it's not. So but my, for me so to take my, my, my PC and go plug that into my TV 
like it, it's so much work that it doesn't make any sense and sure. and i would really only be doing it for steam like yeah. if i was going to do that i would i would have to give myself in a situation where like that's how i'm going to use my pc is on this my would, tv this would make me pl- download more platformers i don't know about y'all but i would i but, don't download platformers on my pc because i don't have a really like i don't have a controller for my pc so like I would oh, for shame because I don't because I play my platformers on the PS3. That's what it's there for. You just gotta I buy mean, a, buy an Xbox wired wired controller. Yeah, it just, yeah, just an Xbox controller. Just, boom, done. Yeah, okay. but I just uh, sounds how, like being lazy to me. <laughs> I just don't like the Xbox controller. Wait, oh wait, wait, okay. well, the Xbox controller doesn't like you. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I don't like it either. It's great for first person shooters. I hate it for everything else. That D pad is a piece of crap. You're absolutely right. It is. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why anybody would would subject themselves to a fighting game on the 360. Oh, no. the, the, the D-pad is only good for selecting my my grenades. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the D-pad is good for. Oh, but, man. Okay, wait, uh, how much do we think the Steam Box would go for? Because depending on the price, what's to stop the three of you who have said you would purchase a Steam Box if it came out from going out and specking out a PC that you would you know, build and put right next to your TV entirely for the purpose? Basically, build your own Steam Box. The technology is there for you to do it yourself now, and could you do it for however much you think the Steam Box is going to sell for? I, I really think that in order for them to, to bring out anything that would even be competitive, it'd have to come out around 300 bucks. And and then it would be you know swappable upgrade you know mm-hmm. like piecemeal upgrades that aren't upgrade. as expensive as yeah modular upgrades that's what I mean um, to that aren't as expensive as you know building a PC from scratch like I mean the the whole point is it has to be more effective than than the PC not 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 completely get a, do away with the PC I mean it's basically like the console version of a Kindle Fire like sure it's a great e-reader but it's only hooked into Amazon's ecosystem so you can't you know it's not for everything like a PC is uh, the same thing would be with the Steam box it's only hooked in the Steam so you're only going to do so much with it and it's only going to be Steam but for that purpose it's really good yeah. But it's more effective. See, the only thing I can see, though, is that the upgrades might turn people. Like, it wouldn't turn people like you and me off, but, like, parents, like, they don't want to think about having to upgrade their console. They want to buy it and they're done. I think but, that people get used to, can get used to things that you don't expect them to, though. If you, I, yeah. Expansion I, slots? I think it would take time. It, well, it I mean, take people time. replace their, their 360 hard drives, people replace their PS3 hard drives. People replace the Nintendo 64 expansion so, slots. Like, right, it's but not are that we saying like Steam, like Valve would release their own parts that would go for the Steam Box? Or are we talking about them having to go out and find an AMD? No, you wouldn't. No, stuff? you wouldn't have to go find anything. I mean, the whole point is that they would team up with people. I mean, like they yeah. would team up with AMD or Nvidia, but you know, then find it in the store. Right, you just walk into a store and you buy, you know, a new graphics card, you know, for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay, I can see that then. Okay, yeah. I would. That, that would that's be the whole nice. point of the modular part. Actually, like it's the. Yeah. I would really like that to be like this is what's top of the line right now. Buy now it, all slap thumbs. it in. You there know? you go. See, I mean, my... that's that's a lot nicer than a P- like. I, 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 it's more convenient than a PC. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, for, they, for, it serves a different purpose, like to, to an extent, or or a more specified purpose than just you know the sim- regular. Simply for form factor, I don't think they would do something like, oh, well, you can go buy any graphics card and put it in, because graphics cards are huge. <laughs> okay, now, and they would need to work with AMD or NVIDIA 
just inform factor to make something small enough so they can pop it in and it not be a big problem to get it in and out. See, that's that's going to be... That's going to be interesting if they can solve that problem. Oh, they can. They definitely can. Actually, any console developer can do that if they make things modular. But making things modular like that kind of, it it throws, well, in terms of consoles, this is why, even though I want it in the PS4 and the next Xbox, the the reason they won't do any type of modular graphics cards or, you know, RAM or or chipsets is because it's going to confuse, not confuse developers, but make it harder for the developers to develop because now the developers have to make sure it works with this chipset, that chipset, all this stuff. Whereas now there's only one PS3 chipset. There's only one, you know, mm. Xbox chipset. Valve doesn't have to play in that park. They can make something that is modular, you know, because these games are going to be, are, any game you can get on Steam, now you can also get on the Steam box. So the games are already made to use things like, you know, OpenGL, DirectX, which, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, like graphics hardware still is a can be a problem for a game, but not as much as it was or can can be, you know. I know. So, so how when do you think if do you think we'll see it next gen or the gen after? Oh, I think I, oh, I yeah, think this coming gen. This coming gen, yeah. Right. I think the way Valve works, you know, with their initiatives. I think you know, like big, like big picture, we heard about it before, but you know, like how long were they really like working on? It? I seriously doubt they were working on this thing for years. Oh, go ahead, Nick. No, I just just had a thought. Um, they got a version of Steam running on the PS3 when the Portal came out. Could they? sort of like stealth put this get this to run on PS3s? I don't think they would have to stealth do it. They could probably just say, hey, Sony. <laughs> well, I mean, like, do like, I don't know if Sony would be fond of that, but I mean, could you fun- functionally turn your PS3, which you already have, into a Steam box? I'm sure you probably could, and I mean, maybe that's even... A, because ultimately, like, ultimately, as long as you buy stuff from Valve, like, regardless of if you buy a Steam box or not, they win. So if they can make a Steam box that you can potentially buy, but also, you know, put a version of Steam on PS3 so you can buy games on there too, like, they make out. They, they make out no matter what. So yeah. I think that is a distinct possibility. I don't know how likely it is. It's a possibility, but the only thing that's really t- keeping me saying no is the cell processor in the PS3. Yeah. It's a different architecture altogether than, you know, what we find on PCs right now. So, how many games would actually work with it properly? Right. Well, I'm thinking more PS4 myself, but I mean. Oh, okay. That's what you're saying. saying. Yeah. 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 Well, actually, we have PS4 and Xbox. Because I mean, they're ditching cell, you know, cell for PS4. So. Yeah, that's that's definitely a possibility where you can like you you can use Steambox on PS3. Oh man, Sony, they would have it. They'd have it. (laughs) I mean, seriously, and Steam still wins. Still, you know, still gets makes out. Yep, they That's absolutely I mean. do. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. Hopefully, we'll see that soon. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for. It. I mean, I'm not excited for big picture right now because I'm not using it. But for for Steambox, I definitely am. In. I'm, I'm 100. Well, I'm pretty. I won't say 100 percent convinced. I'm pretty convinced that it's, uh, it's coming. Yeah. Uh, definitely. So, you know, one last thing, and I, I want to make this quick because there really should be no 
real debate here, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but um, the uh, the GM at Dice says EA gets too much crap for not being innovative. Okay, uh, and I mean he I mean he kind of had a point that he kind of had a point in regards like hey you know we make little innovations here there there's still innovations but people are complaining about it and i'm like okay i I see your point but i think he's missing the point altogether you know like i know that they made some new things with battlefield 3 you know and they're doing some new things with you know the new medal of honor Uh, they're doing some new things with dead space 3 you know they did some new things with madden but we're talking about like new like we're talking about like new IP when they say innovation like new games and new ways I shouldn't say new ways to play games cuz that's what got us in trouble <laughs> with motion gaming but you know I guess you know not not even different genres but like you know just kind of like you know remixing games and you know uh gameplay techniques and and uh uh mechanics and stuff like that like that's what we're talking about here because defy expectations exactly because while while you did make changes to battlefield how 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 different are the gameplay mechanics of that game and uh, don't get me wrong it's not like i want them to make battlefield drastically different battlefield is battlefield and i think what they did with battlefield was perfectly fine you know they took the they took the game they made some improvements they put out a new game. That's what should happen. However, you couldn't come up with some new gameplay mechanics and put that into a new IP. Give me Mirror's Edge two, and then we'll I'll stop bitching. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. That may never happen. They they want to kill. That's not innovation. Player. That's another sequel. Huh? We, I don't, we need to... It's a sequel to an IP that probably's dead. Wouldn't you? So Wait, you're what? you're one of the gamers <laughs> that's clamoring for more sequels instead of new IP. I want. Okay, the, the Mirror's Edge, but the Mirror's Edge IP is barely like the, that gameplay. That's one game is barely scratched upon. That's one true. Game. It didn't barely scratch the surface of what was possible. I think, but that I think that that's like the fine line that you ride, though, is that you do want to see something new in that, but do you want to see a third one after that? Like, I mean, like Only the if they could do something because, to blow your mind. If, <laughs> yeah, they could. Like, are they? You know, right? They could I mean, I just want to. I, I just want Mirror's Edge too, please. <laughs> I think we all want marriage to that beyond good and evil too. And be honest uh, with you, beyond, uh, don't talk about it. It's just a dream. It's a falsehood of lies, deceit by Ubisoft, and I won't ever see the Prince of Persia two either. That of the oh, new guy, Prince of Persia. Yeah, we'll yeah. only get Stop the. I've already resigned myself to that never coming back. I don't know. You know, I people, want it. People I want it back. I guess I don't know. We weren't ready. I don't know. <laughs> They, it's because they bitched because they couldn't die. No, I'm kidding. No, I mean, that, seriously. That, 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 they did it, yeah. That, and it was kind of a, a weird complaint, but, you know, that's, that's what we had then. Yeah. So. But, yeah, like, I think he's missing the point as to what people want when it comes to animation. Like, you know, yes, yeah, like people, if pe- there are games and people, it's not like that people only want to play one thing once and then that's it, the next game can't copy at all. Yeah. You know, people like Battlefield, and the people who like Battlefield are going to continue to play Battlefield. The new in- and the, the innovations that they made to that game were great, but you made innovations to Battlefield. You didn't make innovations to gaming yeah. in general, and like, that's what they want. They want new IP but, with new mechanics. Yeah, but there's also the idea of coming up with a new IP that's of the same kind of gameplay type. Like, uh, remember me? Have y'all seen anything on that? Yes, the Capcom new IP. Yeah, yeah, it. I'm kind of interested in it, but it's obviously a stealth 
happy action, you know, adventure game. But so, in a sense, like, it, you, that's still okay, though. Like, it's still almost enough in a way. I don't well, because it's a new IP, but it's still the same genre. And it's not, I don't think, it, the only, I guess it brings new, I don't know if it would be new, though. I don't know. I, have, I haven't ever seen a game that, like, goes back into memories and changes. I, I would put it like this. Like, you, you may see elements, like, like, like Jared had already said, you're not talking new genres. You're not talking completely, you know, creating a new genre of game. Like, yes, there's going to be, you know, stealth, action, um, like, you know, sort of game that you're talking about, adventure. But within that, you know, there, technically there's new, no new ideas under the sun. I mean, really, like, everything has basically been done, you know, as the saying goes. But you can find new ways to do things that you didn't, you know, you didn't think of before. And I think that that's the whole point of new IP. You know, if you're seeing the the, the 15th installment of Assassin's Creed, you know what you're getting at this point. You're going to run off of some things, you're going to jump on some, like, certain things aren't going to change when you're talking about a single IP. You get a new IP, you get Remember Me, and all of a sudden you're going into people's heads and changing their memories and, like, altering, you know, the state of the, the story in the game. You know, like, it's different. It's something that hasn't been done, even though certain things that you may do within the course of the game may be, have been done. It's the over the overall picture is the the important part, you know, like that that you feel like you're doing something that's fundamentally new, yeah. as opposed to I'm getting into another even an even a Mirror's Edge two is is you know great as it would be to see the sequel to that, it would not be the same as getting you know a completely different IP, like yeah. Remember Me or something. You know, you're yeah, still stepping true. into Faith's shoes again, not doing something that's fundamentally different to you. Right, and and a new IP doesn't necessarily mean new gameplay home front you know <laughs> yep. you know it is other games but that's the I, one that sticks so, out the most i think that's right there is when the when the, when the bubble burst that's that's true too and and speaking of you know shooters actually in a sense look at look at spec ops look look at spec ops i think is as a poster child for why what people mean when they say new ip it doesn't technically do anything new. It's different. It's a, it's a third-person military shooter. How many of those have we seen since Call of Duty? You know, since Call of Duty: Modern Warfare popularized it. How you know, and Gears of War. Like, how much have we seen of that? And yet, Spec Ops did something totally different than we've seen because of you know it being a new IP and them having license to to tell a new story and do something different. And that's the important part, not so much the actions that you take in between. Yeah, I would. I, I can. I, I would honestly say that Spec Ops as a third, per, as a third person shooter, in the shooting department, really didn't do something all that different. I mean, the the gameplay was good. I, I enjoyed the gameplay a lot, but the biggest deal about that game was the story and the characters and the character development as you were playing through the game, not necessarily the gameplay. Okay, I'll just reaffirm what you said. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You reverberated. I mean, that's, I, yeah. So, I, I, I guess like that's, that's just how I see it. I mean, like I could see how you can make the, the, you know, the, the point that like even though you're seeing a new IP, you're not necessarily seeing anything new. But I don't think that that's that's the thrust of you know what people are in people's brains when they think about a new IP or when they complain that they're not getting new IP, you know, new, uh, new ideas. Yeah. If, if it almost seems if, if IP is sort of the crux of this whole argument here, then 
do we need like a rule that like franchises shouldn't have more than three sequels at which point you kill the franchise and you can continue the gameplay but just start a new franchise with it would I don't, people I, be as star for innovation if we number. tried that yeah i don't yeah i don't think, there, I think well, but there has there has to be some set number otherwise well, then you just keep because no, they can make soul caliber until the day i die <laughs> Yeah, but well, no caliber yeah, can last forever. Yeah, I think that there is no hard and fast rule. I don't. And in fact, I don't think there even you know should kind of be one. I think that the whole point is that that you can make sequels. People like sequels. I mean, we're sitting here talking about Mirror's Edge two and Beyond Good and Evil two. We're going. I'm going to buy Assassin's Creed three. You know, I'm going to buy. I'll buy sequels. People will buy sequels, but we want something new to infuse the time in between and to kind of inject some new lifeblood into the stuff that we that we know that we want. You know, yeah. sometimes you have to be given something that you don't know you want. And then we have reboots that can either be great or terrible. Yeah, that's the hard, that's a different monster altogether. Well, yeah, but that, <laughs> I wasn't that, even gonna get into that honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Yeah, we've been talking for an hour." <laughs> Look, uh... <laughs> well, we'll say we'll save that one for later. We'll save it for a different time. But yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, just the point I wanted to get across. Like, while he does have a point, he is actually he's missing the point. And it's a smaller point while missing the larger one. Yeah, he, he got whooshed. And dude, like. As long as EA keeps destroying good studios, I will. People, I think people have free reign to bitch and complain. You know, because unfortunately, I don't, they are man. They gobble studios up, and it's just only a matter of time. Look at Dice. Like, wasn't it just two a couple years ago? Like, you know, that they were they were scoffing at DLC. And now yeah. look at what's happening this year. Yeah, yeah, armored kill and close quarters, and that's like a, they might all be great, but DLC. Yup. So <laughs> playing right into the right into the ball game we're already in. Yeah, man. Got yeah. <laughs> that's really all I have to say about that. So let's uh, let's see what's coming out next week. Da-da-da. Actually, I didn't even know Tekken came out this week until yeah, you guys started came out, out so, yeah. yesterday. Yesterday. Yes, yeah. yesterday. Yeah, Tuesday. Uh, so let's see what comes out next week. I didn't uh, play that this week. Shit. One second. <laughs> I just had it up. And my browser crash. Here we go. Uh, Borderlands 2 says next week. Oh, yeah. So. Yep, 18th. Game over. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm beyond. That and Torchlight it, 2. God I, dang it. Why are they out at the same time? That, yeah, that Tor- killed me. I've been waiting for that all summer because it's like, oh, coming summer. And it's like, okay. I pre-ordered it. Wait, yeah, definitely not summer anymore. <laughs> I yeah. wanted to beat it before Borderlands came out. Jet Grind so Radio is out too, so you know some nostalgic fun there. Like jet Jet Grind or Jet Set? It says Jet Grind. Okay. Yeah, I think Jet Set already had their HD remake or whatever. So yep, but um, yeah, Jet Grind Radio, um, Torchlight Two, Borderlands, Baldur's Gate for PC, apparently. And End of Nations, which has been in beta forever. I got a beta invite for End of Nations, like when we opened, mashed those buttons. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, it was like, that game is in, has been in beta forever. So yeah, um, I'm gonna say. Uh, it actually, looks like Max Payne Three is gonna be on PSN for download. It's coming, folks. More and more new games going up for digital distribution faster. Yep. Um, so actually that happened yesterday so enjoy 
But uh, yeah, I am gonna say it's gonna be dungeon crawler time next week. God, or loot, lots of loot everywhere. I'm gonna say Borderlands Two is the game of the week for next week. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as much as I want to say Torchlight, Torchlight Two just coming out at the wrong time, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna have it sitting and waiting for me on my PC. That's gonna know, be downloaded. my Christmas. But, my Christmas project, Torchlight Two. Probably. Yeah, I think that's gonna be the nice. That'll be a nice. Yeah, you're right. That'll be a nice winter gap. So yeah. I have an idea, and you tell me if you if you guys are down with this or not. How about with the game of the week? At least two, or, or at least two of us make sure we buy the game of the week, and so we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely getting it. It's already like pre. It's already. Well, I think everybody's uh, gonna get Borderlands too, except me. yeah, it's it's just gonna be tougher on the weeks where we don't. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the we'll weeks, try to. We'll try to. Sherlock Holmes is the only promises. game coming out Depends on Tuesday. Depends on what games are out if they're worth. <laughs> yeah, if if game of the week is you know how broke I, I don't am. know t- tap fish DS, then sorry. because the only two before, games coming out. Before you jump on the Borderlands two bandwagon here, look at the following week and see if there's anything there you think might be a game of the week. Because oh. I mean, you don't want to, you know, just because this week looks good, it doesn't actually mean next week looks good. Oh well, World of Warcraft that we only is coming do this out after September. <laughs> <laughs> World of Warcraft is coming out. So, well, it's March. Week. That's it. I'm getting dishonored. <laughs> Mr. Pandaria is coming out, but dishonored. I'd say Dead Alive Five is the game of the week that week, Nick. What? Wait, Dale. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait. Sure. Alive, I'll give you. I'll out? give you my dead or alive thoughts. How about that? <laughs> yeah, it's it is actually coming out for who knows what the fuck reason. I don't know if there are people who really were like sitting around like, man, yes, fucking can't wait for dead or alive to come out with another game. I actually, I don't know there's been some talk that people are actually kind of excited about it. But, um, <sighs> I mean, it's because it's got Virtua Fighter DOA people in it. To be fair, and that's like a niche people over in Virtua Fighter Dead or Alive country. Yeah, the only people who I've heard really excited about it are people who are playing Virtua Fighter. To be honest with you, right? And I mean, I can understand it. I mean, to be honest with you, I'll probably pick it up and, and play it a bit. I'll know. play it a bit, but I won't play it a lot. I'm not much on DOA. Mm. Okay, so all right then. Uh, I guess that's, that's going to wrap us up here. Uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash mash those buttons. You can catch us on iTunes. Uh, you can catch us on Stitcher Smart Radio for your Android and iOS devices if you want to stream. Uh, we are on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash site. We are on facebook.com slash mash those buttons and on youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Uh, right now we do have a series, an ongoing series going on called Mash That. Unfortunately, this week's episode wasn't able to get out on time because due to technical difficulties, but I am positive that will be resolved by Monday. So that will, uh, you know, we'll be contending uh, with that. Also, October 20th, we do have, actually, it's our very first charity event. You know, we're, we're participating in Extra Life, which uh, more details to come on that in the coming weeks, but we'll be streaming for 24 hours. So we will be playing games for 24 hours, streaming that. Um, and it should be a good time. I don't want to give too many details yet because some things are still iffy on what's going to be happening. But uh, it should be a good time. It should be at least be entertaining to watch, <laughs> to be honest. So, <laughs> yeah, but... Sleep deprivation is always funny. Oh, oh yeah. if you're if you're in Dallas, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Gearbox, Gearbox Community yeah. Day is Saturday. 
So yeah, take that. Also, take that. this week in uh, North Carolina, Escapist Expo, because everybody's having a, a freaking <laughs> freaking convention now. Everybody's having a party, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, it's gonna wrap us up, and we will catch you guys next week. All I want to do is rule the world. Is that too much to ask? Leave it alone. God damn it. I feel like I want to go watch it now after we're done. <laughs> you go do that. You go do that. And I'm just going to edit this podcast and forget about it. <laughs> For the most part. All right. So later, guys. See you. Rob wanted to watch the world burn. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.